Welcome to Jurassic Park 3 Minutes, where we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to finish out the week with minute 29 of Jurassic Park 3. Dave, ready to get into it? Sure. Alright. As we end of minute 28 of Jurassic Park 3, Yudisky had told Paul Kirby that we continue looking for his son, but in the direction that Dr. Grant's heading. As we begin minute 29, Paul drops a stern act says, excellent, excellent, and they all start running off after Dr. Grant and Billy. At the 13 second mark, we cut back to the ruined plane as Udesky's picking up a bent rifle from the mud. Billy's found his camera bag and is checking over the camera. And in the background, we can see Paul's found some clothes from the wreckage. He's heading behind the main fuselage to change. At the 30 second mark, we cut behind the plane as Paul sees Amanda's already there, half changed. He apologises and turns around. Amanda says, don't worry, it's nothing you haven't seen before. Amanda asks Paul, how much weight did he say he lost? And Paul says about 25 pounds, and he's been swimming. Amanda laughs and says, you hate to swim. Paul replies, I learnt. At the 50 second mark, it ends with Amanda saying, you look good. And Paul saying, so do you. And as the minute ends, we get a slow pan across a big footprint in the mud. Billy's taken photos, and Grant squats down beside him and asks, how would you classify it, Billy? After we end the last minute with Udesky saying, we look for your son, he answers here, or he continues here in the next minute, uh, in the direction that they're heading. So he, he knows he knows that Grant knows what he's talking about, and again probably knows too that it's not best to split up <laughs> strength in, or safety in numbers and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul, it's great, he sort of, Paul goes from being stern from last minute where he says we're not leaving without our son to uh, he's just sort of that that charade or facade completely breaks and he just says excellent excellent <laughs> and goes back into goofy mode and starts following after Grant with Yudesky and Amanda following him as well which is a good little comedic beat there <clears throat> we see them move off into that that massive jungle which as you're saying last minute's a uh, one of the shooting locations they used um, and we mm. get that sort of military theme kick in here where we had it before with um, when they were setting up the rifle in the old plane graveyard as well. Sort of that militaristic theme that plays through the film whenever they are on the march. Mm-hmm. But we cut back to the crash site. Your desk is crouched down at the sort of the front torn off section of the cockpit that the Spinosaur tore, ripped off and uh, he's bent down looking at a useless rifle that he pulls up off the ground, the barrel's bent. <laughs> so that's not going to be any use to him. Fortunately not. Which makes me wonder why he keeps the ammo clips on him for the rest of the film. I wonder if they sort of... If he sort of just being the mercenary, just keeping him in case he can find another weapon he might be able to reuse him in. The rounds at least, anyway. With those, you can actually... If you find a, like a sharp point of rock, you can actually smash the rock... And, and ignite the bullet. Mm. Again, if you smash it against the bottom of the bullet, you can... It, it, it acts like a firing pin, and you could actually launch the bullet. Yeah. Which I suppose, too, looking at the bent rifle, I wonder if it's just the fact that he hasn't got anything to cut. Because you could cut that bent bit off and just have a real short barrel. Again, if in a life-and-death situation, as long as you can get that round down range. Mm-hmm. But um, we sort of see Paul walk past in the background disappears around that big tree that's in the middle of the set and um, we can see one of the plane seats lying there and Billy's crouched down 
checking his camera equipment. He's found his camera bag, his lucky bag. And then we pick back up with Paul as he's walking around towards the uh, crumpled fuselage and starting to take his shirt off. And uh, he walks around the back of the wreckage to change. But Amanda's there already changing. And we get her in a bra. <laughs> Which um, some people will enjoy. But uh, so Paul acts all embarrassed and says sorry. And Amanda turns and puts her shirt on and says, Don't worry, it's not, it's nothing, uh, it's not anything that you've seen before or haven't seen before. <laughs> and apparently at some stage Paul told Amanda that he'd lost weight because she sort of asks him how much was it again or how much weight did you lose again and Paul replies about 25 pounds um, and that he's been swimming <laughs> which if you want to lose some weight a bit of cardio in the pool is a good way to go yeah that's true <laughs> Amanda sort of scoffs at him and says but you hate swimming or you hate to swim uh, you don't even know how to swim and Paul laughs I learnt <laughs> which it's sort of funny, like another goofy moment here with him in his 50s just learning how to swim so he can lose some weight. Um, it's sort of, I think it's implied more in the novel and the script that it's sort of showing that he's changed a bit since the divorce. He's trying new things and that. Mm-hmm. And trying to, be a, trying to be a better person maybe as well. But um, Amanda says, you look good. And Paul replies, replies, so do you. And then we cut out to that large, or one of the large footprints that's uh, in the mud. And in the reflection, you can see Billy crouching down with his camera, and you can hear the shutter go off as he's taking a photo of it. And we pan up just as uh, Grant joins Billy, and he asks, how would you classify it? And as the minute ends, Billy says, well, it's a super predator. And we'll go a little bit more into the back and forth with that next week. But... uh, and if on that, you want to touch before we get into the script or novel comparisons? Mm, there's not really a lot here to talk about. Mm. I do like that they um, used a practical footprint again to once again um, have that like real footprint there for us to look at. You know, it's not it's not just something off screen. Mm, I was going to bring that up with the because we talked a lot about that in the Lost World how they had that trinosaur foot for making the footprints and even the um, behind mm. the scenes with the big container of different animal footprints um, or footprint making (laughs) items Um, I wonder if it was that large animatronic foot they used to stand on the fuselage because it would have had to have a pretty they might have used the foot foot there yeah because I do know that they made a foot also the the idea to go back to the plane after they'd just been chased away it's interesting uh, well, I suppose we, we theoried that after they ran off and found the wrecks and ran back, they were near the crash site, but they could have been somewhere completely different. Because, obviously, there's no Tyrannosaur dead here, and you can't hear a Spinosaur roaring, or there's no Spinosaur anymore, but mm-hmm. you'd think it'd be sort of a last resort, just, okay, we're going to go back to the plane where we could encounter the Spinosaur again. They'd have to take a bit of a long way round if they were going to avoid where the Tyrannosaur had been brought down. Mm-hmm. All right. In the uh, in the script, everything happens pretty much the same. Um, it's sort of described. They search quickly, knowing Grant wants them to hurry up. Uh, Billy finds his camera intact. Paul finds his suitcase and gets a change of clothes. And he goes behind the fuselage and strips to his underwear before he spots Amanda changing. Also, so it's sort of interesting they bring up here with uh, Paul actually getting his suitcase from the plane. Mm-hmm. And in the novel, it's Amanda who finds a suitcase. 
And then go, yeah, going into the novel there with Amanda flying a suitcase, she goes behind the plane to change into something more suitable for the jungle, and Paul actually goes with her um, to change as well. Like it's not a it's not a surprise where one walks around and the other one's already changing. They both actually go together behind the plane to change, and that's where um, Amanda notices that Paul's lost weight and sort of asks him how much he's lost. It's not um, it's not alluded to that Paul's brought the subject up before. She sort of notices he's a bit lighter. It is. I mean, you could kind of tell. You could kind of suppose or speculate that they that she did already notice and she uh, just didn't want to bring it up mm. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, especially sort of Christmas parties and that way, or parties and events where you don't see relatives for a good good year or so or extended time anyway, where they'll come up, they'll even if it's making conversation or not, oh, you've lost weight, or they'll come up and pat you on the belly and say it was a good field, was it? <laughs> sort of alluding to it, you put some pounds on. So, but, um, like they've, as as they've said last minute, they um they broke up or divorced about a year ago. So they probably, apart from the odd visits to uh, pick up Eric for um after his visitation, that sort of stuff, they probably wouldn't have seen each other or much of each other. But that's minute 29, Dave. Anything else on it before we get out of here for the week? Ah, I think we're pretty good. Alright, lovely. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Drastic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters, nothing more and nothing less. Uh, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. You're desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy! It's the, it's the dinosaur there! Okay.